0: I'm Martin. And I'm Anika. Welcome to the second episode of Are We There Yet? as we continue our miniseries on discovery and identity in the context of college.
1: A few weeks ago, Martin and I had planned to talk about discovering diversity on college campuses. However, this past week, many issues specifically about race on campus have risen due to activism across social media and at schools like at Yale and Mizzou. We plan to address these recent events in the broader context of diversity on campus. This week has really
0: shown us how much people have to say, and there are many perspectives that we wish we had time to include. Because of this, we are splitting the topic of diversity into two parts to provide space for all the different people who want to weigh in on the issues regarding race and diversity on college campuses.
1: For now, we will do our best to introduce not only the diversity present on campus, but also the way we can continue to be open to and discover that diversity.
0: In order to provide current context for our discussion, we asked a few students from Yale and Mizzou to talk to us about what's been going on recently on their campuses.
1: My name is Jalen Henderson. I'm a sophomore here at Mizzou, so um, I see exactly what the campus looks like and feels like on the first-hand experience. And over the past week, because of the concerns Student to 1950 and all the other um, things going on on campus, people's true colors and opinions have really come to light. Um, and this is incredibly significant because it shows that the racism and discrimination Um, It's still alive today, and there's something we need to do about it. A lot of people don't think that it's still a real occurrence, but it really is.
2: My name is Sharon Lee, and I'm a freshman at Yale University. Most of the issues that are being debated is saying that we're being coddled, and we want a safe space. But in reality, it's a request to be accepted and respected, and to have the right to not have to face discrimination in the place that we call home. For me, it's not a conversation. I live this. This is not a teaching moment. This is a stop hurting your peers moment. I hope that this isn't seen as an attack against fundamental rights but the advocacy of just a little bit of common sense in a basic right.
1: After hearing from these students, it's important to consider that these issues are not isolated to Mizzou and Yale. Penn has also participated in the push to stand with Mizzou, such as on November 12th when students protested on Locust and onto Walnut Street, ending at President Amy Gutman's house. What we've really seen on our news feeds and in other places is that social media has really proven powerful in allowing these kinds of movements to occur. Movements like hashtag Concerned student 1950 and hashtag In with can take place across many college campuses at the same time.
0: I agree. I think that many student activist groups find it really important to emphasize a sense of unity and that um, All these people are working together for a common goal. For instance, the group SOUL, Students Organized for Unity and Liberation at Penn, really emphasizes this during their protests.
1: I always find it really powerful to see students protesting on Locust Walk because it really shows that the students here at Penn care about what's happening in the world around them. Just
0: today I saw some activists writing in chalk on Locust Walk Um, some facts about sexual assault on college campuses. And regardless of what people think of the issues that student activists are protesting about, I agree that it's really great to see people caring about these issues, especially considering the level of political apathy we have in America sometimes, where people just lose faith in government and don't want to participate in the political process. And I think that's a great loss.
1: I think what we can definitely take away from what's been happening in colleges recently is that students really do care about the issues and they're really taking this opportunity to speak out. We actually have a few more clips from students at Yale and Mizzou that we're also going to insert here talking about specifically what speaking out has meant to them.
2: Hi, my name is Gabrielle Gresky, and I am a journalism student here at the University of Missouri. No matter what end of the spectrum you stand um, on those protests, or even anyone on this campus where they stand, um, one huge event that stood out to me was the way that protesters handled the media. And no matter where I stand on the movement itself, one thing that really upset me was kind of the hypocrisy surrounding which freedoms Uh, Students wanted others to exercise, so a lot of student protesters were really adamant about using freedom of protest, that First Amendment right, Um, but were kind of hesitant to allow journalists to get that story and interview them and take pictures and kind of denied the freedom of the press, and as a journalism student, that's something that really upset me, and the idea that we can pick and choose First Amendment freedoms isn't necessarily right to me.
1: Hi,
0: my name is Jared Misho. I'm a freshman at Yale University, and I'm from northern Maine, a very rural, isolated, and homogenous community, um, which has made the events that have been going on at Yale very eye-opening for me. And all of these other things um, that have been going around the country are exposing people to these problems. You know, I've talked to home, friends at home And they're like, this is crazy. Like, racism still exists? I had no clue. I was like, yeah, like, it does. It's a a daily thing for a lot of people. It's great that students are speaking about these issues because many times these issues just don't get
1: talked about. I think that particularly in Philadelphia, we're at a place where, especially in Western Philadelphia, it's a predominantly African-American environment. And what we see here at Penn specifically is that a lot of the people working here the security guards. The kitchen staff tend to be African-American, and those high percentages aren't reflected in the student body.
0: Especially when many of the administrative and managerial staff are white, and the racial composition of the workers is not representative. And I definitely think that there's some underlying racial tensions there. Penn is diverse, but the issue of race is really complex because it intersects a lot with other Um, factors like socioeconomic status. And it can be hard to isolate the cause of any one racially influenced incident because there isn't one cause. There are many factors that contribute um, to it. And a lot of people ask, uh, are these people really being discriminated against? This incident seems so harmless and insignificant.
1: I think we see that a lot. This isn't the Jim Crow day of making African-American people leave their seat on a bus and sit in the back, but what we do see more often is something I talked about in one of my ethics classes, and it's a concept of racial microaggressions. The term really means that a lot of small incidents that accumulate can really come together to be an example of systemic racism. And just one insignificant event can be the tipping point
0: where someone feels like they can't put up with this any longer. And it's representative to them of a much larger issue.
1: These issues fundamentally shape how these people growing up view themselves. When people are constantly treating them in a specific way, that comes back to influence how they feel about themselves and their own sense of belonging at colleges like Yale or even Penn.
0: As a minority, I think that being a minority really changes your role in society, and it changes how you interact with others. There are certain unique common experiences within um, a cultural group that really create a common bond that other people sometimes can't fully understand. And it can be comforting to seek out these people who have similar backgrounds, especially when you're transitioning to a new environment like college, like we are now.
1: At the same time, I worry that if I'm seeking out people who've had similar experiences to me, I don't want to be caught in a cycle of, I don't know, self-segregating myself. I think coming from a predominantly white area growing up, I sometimes felt that when I was hanging out with other South Asian people that I was preventing myself from fitting in or being part of the larger dynamic.
0: I don't think of that in terms of self-segregation. I think there's definitely a space for um, cultural clubs and clubs for ethnic groups, where people can share their common experiences with people who really understand what they're going through. But thats it's an extracurricular. It's not something that they're always in, but it's important to have that space that they can go to.
1: I think what's really cool is that this week, the United Minorities Council at Penn is kicking off their Unity Week, which is an interesting opportunity because what it does is it aims to take all these different cultural groups and identities and provide them with a space to come together and talk about common identities. For this podcast, we've had a similar goal to Unity Week in that we've really tried to create a space for a lot of these different perspectives to come together.
0: I think the most important thing about these conversations about race is not really our position on them, but the fact that they're happening in the first place. I'm glad to be on a campus where we can have these kinds of discussions.
1: When I reached out to various students about these topics, I realized that there was so much more to be said and not just by Martin and I, about racial diversity and inclusion on campuses. In order to ensure that everyone can have their perspectives heard, we will also be posting a bonus track that includes the full audio from the Yale and Mizzou students who contributed to this episode.
0: Thank you for listening to our second episode. Next week, we will continue to expand on the issue of diversity on college campuses going beyond just race.
1: In the meantime, we all need to ask ourselves on an individual level, in terms of being open to diversity, are we there yet?